welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. Um, last night, uh, through the night, I was pretty well kept awake, well, it seems like all night. Um, and the Lord was talking to me about one thing. It just, it just seemed to be as, it, as if it had always been there. So natural was it for it to take place. But what the Lord was speaking to me about was worship of Him. The call upon our lives to worship the Lord. And... Uh, I was just awake most of the night, just with that, just hearing it, and, and the, the Spirit of the Lord was communicating that in many very different ways, and I was trying to respond, I suppose. Um, and so I'm here this morning, but really I should be in bed. And uh, that's about where I'm at in the physical man. Um, I could hear Henry snoring away, and enjoy, I mean, sleeping, sa- <laughs> sleeping safely, and uh, <laughs> there was a way I, I woke you today. <laughs> How did I do that? Oh yes, I have a pad on my side of my bed and a pen, and every time the Lord speaks to me, Hillary gets woken up because after some, I try and reach over here to get this pen and this pad and to write it down. Is that what you're referring to? In the dark, that's right. That's good. I'm not going to let you see it, but uh, I have it here somewhere. The slip. That's night's notes in the middle of the night. Not bad, in the darkness. No light switched on. Couldn't wait. My wife, of course. Yes. So... um, God speaks to us, church. He does to me, and he does to you. He wants to. And uh, I'm so thankful for that. But depending on where I need to be going this morning, um, I want to speak on worship. I said that, didn't I? Worship. And um, Hebrews 13, verse 13 says, Let us go forth. Therefore, before him, without the camp, outside the camp, bearing his reproach. In other words, we, every day, you know, uh, let us go therefore, each day, let us go forth, uh, bearing his reproach. Don't be ashamed of your Lord and Savior. Don't be ashamed of your almighty God. Let us bear the reproach that they might want. Might, they don't necessarily do it. Some might. But let's go outside the camp bearing the reproach that they might want to put on. Look, at there, there he is again. There's that fellow who says God's alive and that God can do miracles and he can change your life and he can do this, that, and the other. Let's go outside the camp and be accused of that if that's what they want to do. But let's not go out of our way to, to have them do it. So verse 13, let us go forth therefore unto him outside the camp bearing his reproach. Let us never be ashamed of him. The world see. Let our friends see. Let our people who don't know we're Christians but we work with see that we are the redeemed of the Lord and we say so. 
Verse 14, for here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Praise God. It's eternal in the heavens. By him, therefore, let us offer, here it is, the sacrifice of praise to God. Say that after me. The sacrifice of praise to God. Will you all say it with me, loud? Let us offer, let, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. Will you do it? Say it with me again. Let us therefore offer the sacrifice of praise unto God. What does that mean? Let us therefore offer the sacrifice of praise. You may not feel like praising God. You might have just had the worst bit of news you could ever have had. But it's a sacrifice. We give it to God whether I like it or not. Why? Because he is worthy to receive it. Because he's a miracle working God. Because he's the God that can change every circumstance. It doesn't matter how bad it is that I may have found I've walked into. Let us offer the sacrifice of praise. Even the fruit of our lips, the scripture says. Let it come out of there. Let our lips be and our tongue be the pen of a ready writer just magnifying the Lord. We don't, can't stop. We don't have to think about it. It comes from deep within. And it pours out of us like a river, magnifying the Lord. That's what Hebrews communicates to us. Um, in uh, Hebrews, uh, sorry, Luke 19, we have a passage whereby Satan came and tempted the Lord, I think I'm right in that scripture. Uh, and uh, you know what? He, he, he tried to get Jesus to do silly things, to throw himself off the top of the temple and so on. And uh, what did they say to Jesus? Bow down and worship me. Bow down and worship me. I want to tell you that it tells us a lot. Satan's insecure, church. He's insecure. You can stop him in his tracks. Doesn't matter what he's doing in your life right now or it does at different times. You can stop him dead in his tracks. He is insecure. He needs people to come and worship him to acknowledge who he is. Hallelujah. Don't you ever do that in exchange for worshiping God, who is God and doesn't ask you to worship him. You worship him because he's God and worthy to be worshipped and praised. Because you've had an encounter with him. Let me say this to you. You can't worship him if you're not born again. You, can't, you won't worship him. There's nothing in you to worship him. The minute you're born again, you're quickened by the Holy Ghost. Now the Spirit of the Lord is actively alive inside of you. Functioning and fulfilling the purpose and plan of God for you and for me. That through us, his will be done. Miracles can take place. His will be, will be outworked. Whether it's in our individual lives, family, domestic life, work, problem, church, whatever. That's where it's at. And the worship of God is the greatest and most important thing that we can ever engage ourselves in. The worship of God. When we worship God, we don't just sing songs. Don't ever let yourself just sing the words. Let those words, let those words that become alive in you, that there's got to be some expression physically or somehow from you, because these words are truth. Hallelujah. 
These words describe the way I'm able to live and do live today because of who's alive inside of me. Glory to God. Satan came to Jesus and said, if you will bow down and worship me, it shows you how important it is for worship to be in the right direction. Who do you worship today? What do you worship today? Because whether it's a who or a what, if you worship him, you dethrone God in your life. It doesn't matter whether it's a person or a thing or a set of circumstances, you dethrone God. God is number one. In the beginning, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Jesus Christ is God. The Father is God. The Holy Spirit is God. The three in one are God. Hallelujah. We're talking about the one that went to Calvary on our behalf, was put in a tomb, buried, to, uh, buried because he was dead, but rose again the third day. He's God. There's nothing he can't do. There's nothing he can't do, church. You've got to get this past your head. You've got to get this. I'm not saying what I'm saying or doing this morning, but you've got to get the revelation past this into your heart. Otherwise, the Spirit of the Lord can't work within you because it's by grace that you're saved through, pardon? What's that you're trying to say? Through what? Faith! Don't be ashamed of the word. Faith in God. Faith in God. For without faith, without faith, Without faith. It's impossible to please him. The miracles that you're standing in need of, the difficulties that you're facing, the possibilities are helpless and hopeless without him. Hallelujah. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of a man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. I'll tell you who make a way through the mountain. I don't care how high and how big the mountain. I don't care if the mountain dwarfs Everest a hundred times. You can make your way through it. Hallelujah. For there's nothing too hard for God. Praise the Lord. We honor you, Lord, and we magnify your name. We worship you. Satan wanted Jesus to worship him to such a degree. He said he, said, he offered him something he didn't have the ability to give. He says, if you'll bow before me, I'll give the whole world to you. If you'll bow before me. Worship. And who you worship and what you worship is at the top of the list. It's the top of the list. So my question to you today, right now, my first question to you is this. Who do you worship? Because that's where your life's going to be determined by. If, if you don't worship God, you, if you don't worship God, if you don't bow down before God, if he is not sovereign in your life, he doesn't make you, he doesn't ask you to get down on your knees and bless him and praise him. But if you don't love him and know him as your Lord, to that degree you're so overwhelmed with his love for you. 
you're probably worshipping something else, someone else, some objective else. Worship, worship, worship. Worship is the greatest thing that the church is called to be and to do and to experience. To worship the Lord with all your mind, with all your heart, with all your strength. To worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Satan had a clear, clear idea as to the importance of, of worship, such that he was, was offering Jesus the whole world. He already had it. So today, I just want to talk a little bit more about worship. Remember, Jesus said, if you don't worship me, these very stones would cry out in worship and praise. They'd rise up and worship and praise me. If you don't, I just want stopping just for a second to say, I don't say anything to you for effects. I can't help what I say. I don't come here with it. It happens when I'm here. But I'm saying that to say simply this. Don't get caught up with anything or anyone but him. Your focus of attention is upon him. Well, on some means, he is the means. Not on, on, on some way or other, he is the way. Just on him. Let it be so simple. Because it is. He's already paid the price. I'm as free as a bird or a kite or whatever you want to call it. I've got nothing to do. I've got nothing to do. Everything I do, he does. He's already done it. Could fly as high as a kite. And it's just because of him, without any effort. Don't, don't try to do it. Just, just give him thanks and praise and, and allow that person who dwells within you, the Holy Spirit, allow him f freedom and, and release to do what he's called to do. He's, he's here to exalt Jesus. He's here to bear witness of Christ. Is here to be the instrument who, who responds immediately to the voice of the Lord, the Holy Spirit. Hear him and allow him to function. So Jesus said to Satan, who said, what did Satan offer Jesus? The whole world, wasn't it? And Jesus said, uh, get behind me, Satan. Yes, I've already touched the fact that Jesus said if we don't worship him, the very stones would cry out and worship him. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that? Stones having to cry out in praise and glory of God in my place. When, they, when the scroll is read and this day or whatever day or my lifespan or whatever is recorded and it's read out and it said that someone had to stand in my place 
and say, we worship you, Lord. The very stones crying out. Imagine that. The very stones, inanimate objects, standing and crying out unto God because this man didn't. If you don't worship me, he said, the very stones will cry out. Your life and mine as a believer should be filled with continual praise and worship throughout the day and even through the night. It should be just filled. It should just be there. It should just flow through you. Just come out of your mouth because it's the Spirit of the Lord. It's not your thinking of it. It's the Holy Ghost in you that is trying to get free from you to declare the glory of God. The only way you can do it is because you'll open your mouth and speak and let him use your tongue. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I think there was a time this morning... I'm just going off a little bit now. Um, when we had an opportunity to be free and uh, to, to praise the Lord, you know. You know, I don't know about every house of God, but this house of God, I want to tell you, you are highly qualified. You are, you are really instructed, but not with bondage. And uh, you are also expected, but there is no consequence if you don't, but you're called to dance before the Lord. You're called to dance before the Lord. You're called to be more than the person who's still got the grave clothes on. Hallelujah. Once I was shy, but now I'm liberated and I'm free and I can see and I can praise the Lord who has done it all for me. Hallelujah. In this house, you're allowed to dance. In this house, you're allowed to clap at the right time. Together, not disturbing the speaker or the worship leader or whatever, but flowing in the glory of God. Having a heart that's open to magnify the Lord. Worship is our highest calling. You don't have a higher calling than worshiping God. You don't. You don't. And there are many ways of, of which we worship God. We worship with Him, with our bodies. We worship Him with our mouth. We worship Him with our thoughts. We worship Him with our actions and relationships. But we worship Him with song as well, and praise and adoration. We worship God. Hallelujah! You know when Hillary and I were courting, and obviously I was attracted to this young lady, and. And she was, she was so attracted to me. She couldn't keep her hands off me, you know. And there was me, timid and young and innocent and just not knowing what's, just what, what's happening here. But I'm serious when I say, worship him. Put your arms around him. Talk to him. Love him. Love on him. You can't find big enough words that he, that he should deserve to receive from you, telling the, the, the great love you have for him because of what he has done, and that there is no one, and that there is nothing, and there is no objective that you have in life greater than the one you have one-on-one -on -one with him. It's the greatest. You know, through my short life, in the ministry, I found that a lot of people give God lip service. 
it's lip service and their heart seems to be far off. Far off. You might want to tell me off for that. I don't mind. I can understand. That's not an easy thing to hear, but I'm telling you because it's the truth. That's not everybody. But a lot of us give him lip service. It's head service. And yet it's always to be heart service. Out of the abundance of the heart we speak of it. When we get changed, we don't get changed in our head church. When we get born again, we don't get born again in our head. We get born again in our spirit man. We get born again in our spirit man. It's that inward man that is new, not the outward man. The outward man becomes changed because of the actions now and government of the new man who's alive inside of me. Worship of God. Worship of God. I should be closing did you say yes? I can see the way she said it. I'm on trouble now. Um, well, I, there's a lot I could say. and um, Yeah, there's so much of worship. I'd love to talk on worship. If you ever want to get to know more about worship, uh, is Carol here? Okay. Oh, Forgive me if this gives you a lot of work, but if, uh, if you want to know more about worship, ask Carol if she could facilitate you with some notes on worship. We have them, we teach it in the church, the notes are there. Take them, digest them, read the scriptures, see what God says about worship, and be blessed by it and enjoy implementing them in your lives. It is perhaps the greatest thing that we can ever aspire to, enjoying the goodness of God. Um, I'll close it. Um, praise God. Let me, say, let, me say, let me say one more thing. I might talk about it, I don't know, but let me say this. And I can back this scripturally. Worship of God brings the manifest presence of God. One of these days, I'm not going to be here, around here, but I'll tell you this. What determines the presence, the level of the presence of God in this house or any house is whether you worship him or not. I didn't say sing. I didn't say dance. I didn't say talk. I said whether you worship him or not. The Bible says they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In other words, you're right out of this picture. You're right out of this picture. You have no part of this. God says, if you're going to worship me, then you be like those stones. Because I've only got to tell them and they'll cry out to me. We human beings, we're to worship him. We're just an instrument that's going to be used by God to express the worship. We're going to worship him in spirit. In spirit. That's not in the flesh. That's in the spirit. That's allowing the Holy Spirit. And if you don't walk and talk with the Holy Spirit each day, if you are, haven't got a living relationship with the indwelling God, the Holy Spirit, then it can't happen. 
We're to worship him in spirit and in truth. What does that mean according to this word? Thy word, O God, is truth. We're going to worship you, O Lord. We're going to worship you in spirit and in truth. In other words, I'm just going to be caught up in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to just let my tongue be the pen of a ready writer. I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit to take my tongue and use it as a pen that pens out words. Only these are vocal words because it's my tongue is using to speak through. Let my tongue be the pen of a ready writer. When I'm in the closet, let my tongue be the, the instrument that brings forth words of adoration and praise and glory and honor. And Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. That's what we're called to. This is good. This is good. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm not being naughty. I'm just telling you the truth. This is good. But this is level one. This is level one. Coming to church, I mean. It's level one. It's what we do with being who we are. Hallelujah. I'm a new creation. (laughs) Totally, totally different to anyone that knew me in the past. I'm a new creation. Old things have passed away. Everything's become new. That newness isn't carnal. That newness isn't of the flesh. That newness is of God. I'm a new creation. I'm not who I was. I don't act that way. I don't think that way. Praise God, I think quite differently now. I have one overriding ambition. I have one deep desire, and it's to magnify the Lord. I don't care whether they think I'm stupid because I dance before the Lord and raise my hands. I don't care. He's worthy. Remember that King David of old? His wife said, you're making a fool of yourself. As he, as he danced, as he took his robes and he took the outer garment off and he danced before the Lord, rejoicing at the victory and praising God that he'd done it and his wife, superior, lovely-looking lady, well-dressed with the finest refinery you could get, says, oh, stop it, you make a fool of yourself. He said, I'll yet be more foolish for my God. Let that be your attitude, church. I don't care what people think about me. I'm going to praise my God. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to dance even though it seems stupid before the people because I'm going to to do it because I'm liberated. I can do it. You see, you can't because you're not liberated. But I am. And I'm going to do it. It doesn't matter what they think because my God's enabled me to do this. I couldn't have done it without him. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I'm not going to ask you to excuse me for carry on the way I carry on. I'm not asking you to forgive me for talking the way I talk. Because I never plan any, so I, I just tell you what he tells me. Out of the innermost being, out of the innermost being, it flows. It flows. It flows through you. It flows through us all. What you do with what God has said today is between you and him. But you can't ignore it without cost. You can't. You can't ignore it. Of course you can. But you allow yourself to be robbed of the unimaginable, overwhelming, wonderful results of fellowship with God. It comes through worship of him. It comes through worship of him doesn't come through anything else. 
If I asked you who or what is the most important thing in your life, I wonder whether it would be demonstration, demonstrated by your actions. If it's God, then that's who number one will be, who has dealings. If it's something else or someone else, it will be seen by your actions and my actions and involvements. Well, I keep saying I'm closing. And uh, for some reason I don't want to close. I'm going to close up. I'll take you into another journey if we go any further. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you so much for your presence with us today. Thank you, Lord, you said, where two or three are gathered together in your name there, you are in the midst of us, and truly you're in the midst of us today. We thank you that it is not by might or power of man, but it's by your spirit that your will is accomplished. Your greatness is revealed, and your blessing is received. Thank you, Father. Lord, we stand together as a people and say we are united in one as the redeemed of the Lord. United together, the house of the Lord, that, that, that those who are in the valley of the shadow of death, those who are in the valley of darkness, those whose eyes are blinded and ears are stopped, Lord, might become aware that, that there is a God in this world today. The God who created the heavens and the earth. The God who made all things without anything that was made. He made it. We thank you for the God of miracles, the God of the impossible, the God that will never fail to keep his word, the God will do what he says he will do. And so, Father, today we say thank you. I thank you for your blessing upon every person here. I ask that, Lord, each and every one would, uh, would reach out by taking a step further towards you, Lord, than they have ever yet, kneeling before you, Lord, just uh, doing whatever it takes to say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. It matters what, not what anyone else is doing or what their plans are, but I love you. You've paid the supreme price for me. I and you are one. We're together as one. I am blessed by you, and I want it to be the blessing to you. I want the world to know who you are in my life and why my life is different and why I'm different to others. It's because of you. Thank you, Lord God. This world's not my home. I'm just passing through. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you so much. Lord, be glorified. I speak blessing into every life here. Lord, I speak answers to every dilemma, every problem, every question. In the name of Jesus, by your spirit, you give revelation and direction as only you can. Lord, above all, that you will be glorified in each of our lives and that through this week there will be not only peace in our lives but peace in other lives because that you've allowed us to speak your truth with love into the lives of others. So thank you, Lord. Thank you. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps and blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.co.uk.